0: Shalom, shalom, everybody. Thank you for joining here in the ancestral and eternal homeland of the Jewish people, the land of Israel. And today I am, uh, again, I have the honor to have very special guests, Rav Banin and Shachar Banin, the Chabad emissaries in Venice. Anyone familiar with Gam Gam? These are the faces behind Venice, Chabad and Gam Gam. Shalom, Rav Banin and Shachar.
1: Shalom, shalom, to everybody.
0: So, first of all, um, uh, I mean, I, I, as, as you know, I was able, I had the, the, the joy uh, to experience Chabad in Venice when I went with my wife a number of years ago. Wonderful experience, wonderful Shabbat, beautiful meals, uh, wonderful avirah. So, can you just start by telling us what, what is special about Chabad Venice?
1: Well, Venice is... Uh... As you know, a uh, city that uh, receives a lot of uh, visitors, and uh, maybe this is what uh, made us uh, a little bit known and uh, I don't know as special, but like uh, uh, different around the Jewish world because we welcome everybody and we made sure that uh, to revive the ghetto through you know through the Jewish hospitality and then making it uh, you know available to people not only kosher food but also minyanim and. Uh, and Torah learning and visits and uh, so what we came we came to uh, to a ghetto which was historical, very old ghetto, maybe the first, not maybe, but the first ghetto in the world. And uh, and it was when we came uh, 30 years ago was uh just a historical place with a museum, people came to see the old shul, most people didn't know about it or didn't come. And we wanted to make it a live place. So we, we, we made all efforts possible to actually bring people that people should come. There should be kosher food, there should be Jewish culture, uh, Jewish galleries opened, uh, and, uh, and and other things. And it became a popular place, a place of people, uh, Jewish people, also non-Jewish people, came to visit, to get inspired, to get uh, to know about Jewish history, to know about the Venetian history. So it became uh, an, an active Chabad house through the tourism, and it brought back Judaism into Venice, both to the local community, who benefited from Yanim and from more visitors. And to anybody who wanted to visit to, and, and, and know about the history, Venice is a uh, a, a cradle of a lot of uh, history. Uh, a lot of Tamil Chachamim were here, Yeshivas were here. Uh, the printing of the books so it was very active. So people were able to learn and to and you know to stay live in Venice because around the printing there was a lot of business work and and, and uh, scholars were able to to study and also to work around the printing. So Venice had a very rich history, but then it was interrupted. After Napoleon uh, opened the ghetto, that, that Jewish life in the ghetto was interrupted. The ghetto stayed, uh, you know, physically a ghetto because it's uh, surrounded, it's boundaries, boundaries, it's physical boundaries. You can still see the old gates. And uh, and uh, so it stayed physically like uh, one place, one island in within Venice, but it was another uh, life. So our, our main thing was to bring back Jewish life, not only life, but Jewish life. Into, into this ghetto to this oldest
0: ghetto in the world. Were you the first Chabad emissaries in Venice yes, or yes, they were
1: there way. before you? Let me play. Say it again.
0: I was saying I was asking, were you the, are you the first Chabad emissaries in Venice or were there before? Yeah we
1: started, I, I yes, yes. I, I, I grew up in Italy and I really wanted to work in one of the you know Italian smaller communities and uh, which I do I you know teach in small Italian communities where there's no community cities but there's no community but uh, we under his advice and there was permission we settled in venice and uh, where we started the house was, was maybe one of the first uh, was for sure the first chabad house in venice but one of the first chabad houses in small italian cities uh, most of chabad activity um, you know 30 years ago was in the main cities milan rome was bigger communities where they established schools, education, and stuff like that. We, we were like more, uh, you know, in a smaller city. But Venice had, you know, it's small in a way because the local community is small, but it's important internationally, because of the visitors, the history. So uh, we tried to, to blend those things together, a small city, but a, an important history. And, and yeah. a lot of people started coming and it became a popular place. That place so uh, I,
0: I, I I asked Michila from all the other Chabad houses in, uh, in Italy, but from my, the little knowledge that I know, I, am, I, I think that Chabad in Venice is one of the most popular in all of Italy and in, in any, all of Europe. How uh, you've successfully made it a very friendly tourist attraction for Jews and especially Orthodox Jews. So, calla uh, and on, uh, on all that work.
1: It's true, but other all, all Chabad, there are also very, very active. They're just not known internationally so much because they're active more with the local communities okay. and uh it's more like you know schools or or kindergartens that kind of work so it's more known into within the italian community but Chabad has been active actually one of the very first emissaries of the rabbit to to italy to, to to the world was in italy probably like who came over 60 years ago wow. uh, and uh, and did a lot of work but uh, again first was in the main cities and in the main communities and then eventually it expanded to um, Venice, Florence, uh, uh, Trieste, and now, now it's, uh, it's spread out through the whole city.
0: Right, so so again, um, I reached out to, to interview you because again, I'm familiar with the, the amount of tourists that usually flow through Venice, the amount of Jewish, Jewish tourists, the amount of, 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 of religious Jews who flow through Venice, and all of a sudden now you're going through a very long period without any tourists whatsoever. So I wanna go talking about that. But beforehand, Shachar introduced me to a wonderful video that you have that shows the beauty uh, and the uniqueness of uh, Chabad Venice. So I just wanna play that for everyone and then we can continue talking. So I'm just gonna share that uh, video with everyone now. Let's put it on for everyone to enjoy.
1: Gangnam has uh, been open for uh, almost 20 years now. We saw that it is
0: indeed here for uh, more hospitality, more kosher food. Anyone who comes by, offer them something maybe to drink, to smile and be there for them and wish them a good Shabbos. This evening we will have a large Shabbat meal where everyone's more than welcome to join. Gangnam sort of changed
1: a lot of things together. It's improved a uh, certain kind of life together. It brought Jewish people to come and have an experience of Jewish food, of Jewish tour for themselves, like people who are looking for kosher uh, food to stay longer and to revive together in a certain way. Everything
2: here is excellent, best falafel you'll ever have in your entire life. There two
0: restaurants, GamGam is a meat restaurant and Gam & Goodies is a milk restaurant.
1: Came off the train from Florence and we were starving, so we were walking through the ghetto and found Dom Goodies. Very easy to go grab a quick bite. We got some pizza and sandwiches, made for us on the spa, and it was
0: very easy. <laughs> It's a beautiful place, no cars here, only water, boats, a bunch of bridges. It's, it's beautiful in the Jewish ghetto. Wow,
1: it's, it's amazing. The Muslim uh, interim says, that we get some love, some hardships, things, you know, that is with us, and therefore things can be turned over. So, Gamukh is a welcoming place in that sense, and it's uh, actually in the entrance of the ghetto. That place that used to be a, uh, actually a checkpoint not to let people out is now
0: welcoming place into the game. Just amazing. We're waiting here to see you next time in about a Venice. Wow. So and anything you want to add about the, I guess, in a sense, what you miss about that experience of uh, of, of Jewish Venice that, unfortunately, you're not able to have now?
1: Oh, we miss, we miss the people. We miss, you know, we're used to see uh, a lot of people a day, and uh, new people and guests every Shabbat, and, and uh, you know definitely changed in the last uh, few months. Not only from the Corona, even a little bit before, Venice had terrible floods a few months before that, and uh, and the tourism went down a lot because you know didn't need to because the floods you know finished at some point and then uh, the city was available. It was uh, practically. You know, have come, but the the publicity was, uh, you know, not very good. And uh, so it's been, you know, over six months now that we miss miss people. But the last few months, absolutely, it's totally deserted. There's no traveling or coming at all, Uh, uh, of course, as everybody knows. not only because people stay at home, it's like travel is uh, bad, especially from north of Italy. And uh, so we we miss, we miss all our guests and our friends around the world.
0: No, I, I'm I'm a friend and follower of uh, of Shachar's on social media, on Facebook, and uh, uh, I enjoy the Divrei Torah she gives with the beauty of Venice behind her and the individual stories she puts in. Shachar, are you able to share like some of those stories of the people that have been touched by, by their visit to, to Venice? Because I know you have plenty of those, not just the tourists enjoying the Jewish atmosphere, but people who are touched and grow in their own Jewish uh Identity by visiting and experiencing a, a little time or Shabbat with you guys.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Abby. It's very interesting. The whole world is really open to spirituality. Everyone, even though we, we have to have our feet grounded, you know, we can't keep our head up in the clouds, but everyone is looking for a little bit of spirituality, Jewish and the entire world. In fact, um, I can recall. At the end of my videos, I always say, remember, you have to do your best today because you've traded a day of your life for it. And I had a couple that came recently. Um, They may have been in their uh, late 50s, early 60s, and an Italian couple. And they came and they said, and they kind of gave each other a countdown, three, two, one, and they said this, excuse me, they repeated this in Italian. This mantra and it was so heartwarming and it was just proof that the whole world is really open to spirituality. Everyone is looking for positivity in the world. And um, and we've had, uh, for the people that follow Rabbi Saint-N-Paul, you've got people from all backgrounds, Jewish, non-Jewish, um, and really from all over the world. But specifically uh, a Jewish story, for example, that we've had, there was a young girl in her 20s who happened to hear the singing of the yeshiva students. We have a rabbinical yeshiva here each year, which affords daily minyanim to the city. And uh, she overheard the singing and came in and it was uh, a special holiday. And long story short, we ended up speaking for a while. And this young girl who didn't even have a mezuzah growing up on her door, through sitting and learning with her, she eventually went to learn in a Jewish school. I'm really cutting the story short because it lasted over a year, but she eventually made Aliyah, got married, opened up a children's Jewish school, and is raising a Torah observant family. Wow. So whether it's someone coming in and having their uh their first taste of kosher food or whether it's a non-Jewish couple coming in to learn a little bit about Judaism and to break away from um, um, things, you know, untruths that they may have heard about Jews or Judaism. it's uh, The Chabad House is a real um, foundation to educate people and to inspire people. And like my husband said, this is the thing that we're missing the most the people and it's really heartbreaking uh, to go from like rami said in november these the flood waters which were it was historical it was the second from the worst flooding in the entire history of a thousand year old city wow um, it was monstrous we suffered great financial damage but we slowly started to recover and then we're hit like the entire world with the coronavirus and our hearts go out to everyone all over the world. People who are suffering physically, emotionally from financial loss, from loss of life in their families. It's um, it's really devastated the whole world on so many levels. Eventually, um, people will hopefully get back to some, some normalcy in their life. Maybe things won't. Go back to the way they used to be a hundred percent but um you know regular cities they their people are still there the, the people that live there their communities are still there people are heartbroken but people are inspiring each other and helping each other get back on their feet in one way or another here we're stuck with a situation as it's as if the door is closed and no one can come in So even if you want to invite someone over, if the door is closed and locked and you don't have the key to open it, you're stuck. So that translates to no flights, no tourists, no people coming in the city. The only thing that they just started to do was allow people from the region to come in, just the smaller cities um, that are part of Veneto, um, the, the area where Venice is located, where we also serve. Those people have started to come in, but you're talking about um, the wonderful Italian people that live in around the area. So we're still about without 85% of the people that normally would be here.
0: And I was going to ask you, what is the status of the local Jewish community in Venice and then then the local Venetian community? I mean, from what I understand, Venice, 90% of the Venice, Venice economy is built on tourism. So I imagine a lot of sh- all the shops or most of the shops are are shuttered, and many people didn't stick stick around because there's nothing to do or no work. Or so correct me if I'm wrong. What what exactly is the situation in Venice and and specifically what the Jews that stayed there that are still living yeah, there?
2: It's a very small but uh, rich Jewish community in the sense of a rich history, a beautiful history, as you can see by the by the old synagogues. They're really impressive and so wonderful to see. Um, the community members were in touch with people you know each day or certainly some people each week touching base seeing how people are seeing if people need anything the people the shop owners um, they it, it won't be a place like you won't recognize it you walk through the ghetto and at certain points a, a place that w- could have hundreds of people coming through it's completely empty. Maybe you see a little foot traffic from people going from one place to another. Um, We've seen some shops like try to open, maybe they're uh, only a few hours at a time, but it's not running the way it was. But um, during, uh, before Pesach, we made sure that everyone had whatever it was that they needed, sending out masas sending out uh kosher meat whatever it was that people needed throughout the city and not only in venice itself like i said uh the entire veneto region is comprised of many smaller cities including um areas up in the mountains so it's important uh it's important for us to stay in touch with those people keep everybody motivated and let people know that they're not forgotten even though um there's so much drastic change going on right
0: now. Are people allowed to go out? I and mean, what are the what are the rules there? Do people have to stay in their homes? Is, are the shuls open? Are they closed? Or there's not even a minion? What what, what?
1: The shows uh, the shows in the city are closed uh, for Shabbos and from Shabbos on. Maybe every Shabbat, uh, the community did a minion in the garden.
0: Like a private, uh, a yeah. private minion. Our Shiva
1: being that we have a space in the dormitory, so like, which is more private. We had a minion, we managed to keep the minion going with Shabbat until now. Um, but it
2: was a closed minion, specifically yeah. only for our and who are like my children. So I know their status. They were quarantined, they were only allowed to be with each other. No one could enter their place, they couldn't go out. They this is just, this is just
0: it's what we just experienced. This
2: was from the beginning here. up until now. Up until now. This is the three months. So they were they were basically they were by themselves. They would appoint only one person to go out for essentials to the supermarket for food. And um, and that's what this minion that um, that no, they we're continued. We're the it was way. it was a private minion. It was only basically my husband and my my spiritual children.
0: Got it. And in terms of the general situation in, in Italy, uh, uh, initially uh, the, the big scare is, oh, don't become like Italy. There there was, uh, They didn't deal with it properly. So many sick people, so many elderly weren't protected and family, they weren't taken seriously or whatever. It was a very, very serious situation. Well, what's the situation today in, in, in Italy, whether just Northern Italy or all, all of Italy?
2: Thank goodness the cases have dropped drastically. Um, in the last two weeks, The number of cases went from a very low 50,000. Obviously there shouldn't even be one person sick anymore. Uh, That's our hope. But it went from 50,000 active cases two weeks ago now to about 38,000 active cases. And that's throughout the entire country. Um, And um, it's doing a lot better. And unfortunately we've seen other countries even surpass Italy. Um, and we just we wish everyone who is not well we wish them a ravu a complete and speedy recovery. And again, all those who are still suffering from the loss of someone dear to them, uh, we continue to pray every day. And we have the people that we unfortunately personally know. Um, we have those families in mind, and and the whole world. We're really praying. Uh, for everyone.
0: Yeah, oh, well, thank you for for your prayers, and I, I, I join in that. And I thought it appropriate now to to put on the video that I saw that you made last week, uh, Shachar, where you were basically reaching out to everyone about the situation with the uh, Venice Chabad. So, with your permission, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on for everyone, and then we'll sure. continue talking after. So here we go. Right, And it's titled for everyone, What's Actually Happening in Venice, Italy, um, that Shachar made just a few days ago. Here we go.
3: Hello there. We hope this finds you and yours in good health in this difficult situation. We were encouraged by some close friends to explain what is actually happening here in Venice and to bring to light the reality of what we are personally experiencing. For decades, we've provided unforgettable experiences permeated with Jewish history and culture, including truly one of a kind Shabbat experiences. We made Venice known throughout the entire world as the place to experience Shabbat. Heaven. Heaven. Our Shabbat meals have had up to 800 guests who returned home and infused their own communities with the loving unity they experienced here in Venice. We've received endless feedback from Jews of all backgrounds about how their visit to our Chabad house impacted their lives. historical flooding in November caused immediate extensive damage, but the financial havoc continued for us as people canceled their trips throughout the winter, a season which is usually difficult enough for us as it is. Italy was one of the earliest countries to get hit with coronavirus, and although the hardships are being felt all over the world, we in Venice have been completely devastated. In time, most of the world will go back to some degree of regular life, but for a city which depends on 90% tourism, we've been completely shut down. The city has been deserted for months, and we were forced by the government to close gum, gum and gum gum goodies, thereby completely cutting off our source of income. Not only are we unable to continue our holy work, but everyone has canceled their Shabbat reservations for the spring and summer. To be clear, we have not had a source of income since last winter, and we will not have any source of income for many months ahead. Aside from not having the means to maintain the Chabad health and all its life-transforming activities, we simply do not have any money to pay our landlord the rent for a very modest apartment or to buy basic groceries for our family bills continue to come and the debt continues to grow. But of course, we have our faith and trust in God and have been doing everything within our means and working hard to get things moving again. We are following the government protocols and preparing Gam Gam gum, gum, goodies, the shul, yeshiva and the Chabad house to reopen as soon as possible. But simply stated, without help, The world will lose Chabad of Venice and its powerful effect felt around the globe. We would be very grateful for all the help you can extend and, if possible, perhaps get some friends and family to help as well. With all our blessings for a healthy and happy Shabbat and summer, may we have the best of news to share. And in the meantime, here's a quick look at what we've been doing.
0: First of all, uh, Shachar, it is always inspiring to see your um, positive your positive attitude come out, even when you're talking about asking for assistance to join, to help, but then you're, you keep on focusing on, uh, on your faith and your belief in Hashem, and things will get better and, and, and working towards that direction. So kol ha-kavod for kavod uh, for, for helping us all hold on to that positive as well.
2: You have to. It's the only way to uh, to go forward.
0: Right, I, I I agree. So so what what do people how do people join this virtual community of Chabad Venice? Uh, you said uh, becoming member, exclusive I benefits. Think. Please explain. What 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 can we look forward to by becoming part and joining and partnering with uh, Chabad of Venice?
2: It's interesting because you know for thirty years we've we'll, we've always said that the entire community, the international community is our virtual community and now virtual is this buzzword. Um, So what we would like, uh, what will help us because when we look at the projections, of course, we hope everything turns around right away but when we look at the projections through the airline industry, through the tourist industry, although things will slowly begin to open up, um, it's going to they're projecting it could be anywhere between a year to two years for things to really kick off and, and get to some sort of normalcy. And we're already dealing since November. First of all, winter is hard enough as it is for us. So from, from Tishrei, you know, from September, let's say of last year, we've been struggling. Then you have the flooding and everything else. So what what we would like to do is, Um, for everyone to join virtually by sending a donation and committing to even something small each month, whether it's 10 euro a month, $10 a month. Uh, And the way it works, there are different levels that are listed on jewishvenice.org. When you click the donate button, it gives the the different levels of, um, of friendship and support. And then people will receive exclusive benefits throughout the year. Um, usually I'm in touch with as many people as possible, but when we're seeing hundreds, literally hundreds of thousands of people a year, uh, it's impossible to keep in touch with everyone. But thank goodness now with uh, more online classes and other things that we will make available, we can be in touch with
0: more people. That's wonderful. And do do you mind me just asking, going, going to a different topic totally? Rav Banin, you grew up in Italy, Shachar sounds like she did not grow up in Italy. (laughs) How did the the two of you get together and end up starting the Chabad in Venice together? Well, there's actually a little funny story. When
2: I learned in university in Israel, I was supposed to stop in Italy, you know, back in my day. (laughs) I was being a, a seminary girl and also went to university. Um, There weren't so many direct flights, if any. So on my way back, I chose to stop in Italy. But that's not how we met. (laughs) And um, I was very tired after my uh, my trip and I ended up switching the Italy leg just to fly through uh, London and go home because I had planned on stopping in Italy for a few days for photography and some other things. So I told myself, whatever you do, Promise yourself you won't regret not going to Italy because in the right time, Hashem will send you to Italy. (laughs) So fast forward a little while after that, um, the director of my seminary, uh, we had mutual friends and the director of my seminary knew this nice bachar and uh, eventually introduced us. So Rami came from America, from Italy to America, and I always joke around. We had our first date on the beach. <laughs> we had a nice sunset picnic, everything approved by the Mashvia. and um, and
0: sure. he
2: was very nice. Here we are. The rest is ancient Jewish history.
0: Wait, I want to know which beach. We're we talking about Coney Island Beach? Where, where <laughs> you are you? <laughs> no,
1: straight,
2: straight to Fort Lauderdale. Oh,
0: Fort Lauderdale, from Florida. very nice. Well, uh, again, thank you, thank you for your time. Thank you for everything you have done. You do, Ezerat Hashem. You you will continue to do, and uh, just stay stay healthy, stay safe. Uh, keep on inspiring us, Shachar, online with everything with everything you do, and with Robertson unplugged and all your different Torah. Um, and looking forward to one day coming back uh, and visiting and seeing all the all the Kedusha and inspiration you bring the locals as well as the tourists.
2: I hope so looking as well. To, everyone who wants to everybody. come, they can, exactly, we're waiting for all of you. We really miss everyone and we're waiting to welcome a brand new tourists and guests as well. Everyone can find out a lot of information about the Jewish Ghetto. We have a historical page on jewishvenice.org. And there's a lot of information about all the things that we can offer you when you come. We'll roll out the red carpet. So um, through JewishVenice.org, you can find out everything you need to know about Shabbat, about joining us for Jewish holidays, all throughout the year. Even though Venice seems like a place that people only come uh, for vacation, we're here all year long, and we're waiting for you.
0: And it, it we have some viewers who look like they visited I have regards for you from uh, Annie Orenstein Annie Kadash Orenstein Hi Sean. Oh, Hi, Annie hi,
2: hi Zev
0: and also from Josh Wander so uh, you have uh, Israeli Israeli uh, guests who are sending sending their their warm regards over to Wonderful. you right now Wonderful
2: well, thank
1: regards you. and blessings to
0: Amen. All right, everyone. Uh, again, we just had the the cover, the honor of, of of hearing and enjoying uh, speaking with uh, Rav Banin and Shachar Banin, the Chabad emissaries in Venice. Anyone who is able to uh, to partner and help, just go to the Jewish Venice uh, website. I think JewishVenice.org. You mentioned Shachar, correct? Right. I'll put it up. I'll put it up in, in the post so people can visit. In any way to uh, assist them to, to, to keep things alive for the community mm-hmm. today, and then for all of us when, B'ezrat Hashem, uh, life goes back to traveling normally to be able to to visit and, and enjoy visiting well, there.
2: This is the main point, if I can add, Avi. It's the special um, the merit that we have to be shluchim here with an in with not just the local community but the international community is this is really what people have dubbed the world's chabad house because anything that goes on here it's not just staying here people are taking their inspiration and then going out to their own communities and making differences all over the world so if somebody partners they're really partnering with the whole world
0: yes well, uh, again, thank you very much to both of you. And thank you to all you viewers for for watching and joining us for another episode of The Pulse of Israel here from the eternal and ancestral homeland of the Jewish people. Everyone stay healthy, stay safe, and keep on holding on to that positive attitude that Shachar lives every moment. So definitely follow her on Facebook if you're not following her yet. Take, take that attitude on as well to help you move forward through all this craziness we are living through. Be'ezrat Hashem. The future is up to us. That's the power of HaKadosh. All right. Shalom, shalom, everyone. Signing off from the ancestral and eternal homeland of the Jewish people. Take care. Thanks for watching. Pulse of Israel. Frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.